Hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things that we can all do to live a better life if times get tough or even if they don't. Coming to you once again from Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, high atop the Highway 7 Ridge Line from TSPN, the Survival Podcast Network headquarters. Today is Tuesday, November the 8th, 2011. This is episode 780 of the Survival Podcast. And today we have a special guest named Anitra Kerr. Uh, really cool lady. She has a website called Simply Living Smart. Focuses a lot on cooking with fresh, uh, fresh vegetables and whole grains and things like that. And how to basically meld prepping into your daily life. And grew up as a prepper. Really interesting story. I'm going to have her on in just a minute. Before I do that, though, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsors. They do a lot to help take care of you. Sponsor of the day number one today, the Berkey Guy at Directive21.com. Now, what are you going to get from the Berkey Guy? I know this might be shocking, but you would get Berkey water filtration systems from the Berkey guy. And Berkey water filtration systems are some of the best systems out there. They're affordable. They're extremely cost effective. You know, once you, you bite the bullet and make the initial purchase, which really isn't that bad. We're talking about a couple hundred dollars to ensure the safety and security of your water for years to come. On a, you know, per gallon basis though, they're the most cost effective thing out there to make your water clean and safe and great tasting to drink. So check out uh, Directive21.com uh, to get your Berkey supplies. But why buy from the Berkey guy? I mean, Berkey is sold by a lot of a lot of people. Well, because I know that Jeff Gleason will bend over backwards to do whatever it takes to make you guys happy as customers. He will take care of you, and when something goes wrong, and because there are human beings in the world, sometimes things go wrong, he will make it right. He's a stand-up guy. He'll give you a great deal, and he'll take care of you. That's why I'm proud to have him as both a friend and a sponsor. Next up today, ShelfReliance.com. Notice I said ShelfReliance. Uh, like something you put stuff on, not self-reliance like you yourself. That's because Shelf Reliance specializes in the most innovative food storage uh, systems I've ever seen that allow you to eat what you store and store what you eat uh, with standard size cans, anything from big number 10 cans down to little bitty soup cans and like the little cans that like tomato paste comes in or anything like that. Their systems adjust to anything that you want to store uh, is a can good. They also have the Thrive brand of long-term storage food. Uh, really some of the best tasting long-term storage food I've ever eaten. They ship fast. They have a huge inventory. They have a huge variety of foods available with Thrive. So check out ShelfReliance.com today. Next up, remember, you can connect with me on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And we are now also on the Prepper Podcast Radio Network. You'll find us over there at PrepperPodcast.com. Uh, last but not least, do consider joining the Member Support Brigade. If you do that, you get exclusive content available only to members. Uh, and if you are military, law enforcement, active duty, or prior service, please email me uh, prior to joining. I'll give you a special discount code for a national service discount. Before I bring our guest on, I have one more quick announcement today. I have actually started doing new episodes of 5 Minutes with Jack. I just did my first new episode uh, in over a year today. And I'm taking a page from how I started the Survival Podcast. For those of you that don't know... When I started this show, for about the first two years, every day I got in my car and I drove from Arlington to Frisco, Texas. That was about a 55-mile drive. And that was the most wasted time in my life until the day of the Survival Podcast first came around. And I started doing the show in my car. I'd get my little Jetta TDI and I would do the Survival Podcast. And that's how I built this business. Well, a lot of people have been asking me to get back to 5 Minutes with Jack, which is my quick, down-and-dirty business podcast, how to build a business, something online. And it, I, I did it back in the day when I, when I started it, mainly because I was getting so many business questions on TSP. And while you know self, self-reliance and self-sufficiency tie right in with business ownership, and I don't mind doing a few episodes uh, a year on TSP about business, and I don't mind answering an occasional business question, I really want to stay to the core of what TSP is, which is self-sufficiency and self-reliance and individual liberty, and a lot of that revolves around preparedness and homesteading and permaculture and things like that. So I set it up so I'd have another outlet for that. Well, it kind of took off, but you know, then we got into getting ready to move and all this other stuff, and I just kind of let it go by the wayside. And I went to a business mixer recently here in uh, in Hot Springs. Just a little group of people talking about business and technology. 
And I'll tell you what, it turned it back on inside of me. I am a passionate teacher of all things, and one thing I like to teach is business. So if you go to jackspierko.com, you will find my business podcast, 5 Minutes with Jack. It's a little different now. Uh, I am no longer doing video. I will only do videos there when there's like a screencast tutorial type thing or something. It's just going to be audio. 5 Minutes is really going to be 5 to 15 minutes on my drive. My truck is loud and noisy. It's a big old diesel. There's going to be some background noise. It's going to be guerrilla podcasting like the original days of TSP. Just wanted to let you guys know that. So those of you that are bloggers and podcasters and business people, make sure you get on over there. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or, or wherever else you want to uh, pull it down from. The feed is available, of course. And uh, look for more and more episodes. Five Minutes with Jack to be coming out. Little uh, public service announcement, I guess. A little, uh, a little advertising for myself, what have you. Uh, the, the site really is never really intended to be a business. It's just something that I'm passionate about, and I know a lot of you guys out there in your walk towards self-sufficiency and liberty want something of your own, and it's going to be the place that I deliver that message. And it'll be cool, and it'll get me energized. Do you see, do you see how energized I am today? Because I did that on the way into work. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, with that, let's go ahead and get into the main topic of Rochelle. All right, folks, as I said during the introduction segment, we are fortunate to have with us today Anitra Kerr. Anitra is the uh, founder of a website called simplylivingsmart.com. I think it's really cool. Uh, she's got a lot of other cool things going on. She's here today to talk to us about uh, food storage, cooking with your food storage, rotating it, specifically cooking with grains, and a bunch of other cool stuff. She's also got a new uh, podcast of her own out called Empower Hour with Anitra, it's on the Prepper, uh, the Preparedness Radio Network at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, on what, what day is that, Anitra? That is Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday, yep. Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern, so I kind of blew that a little bit, but hey, Anitra, welcome to the Survival Podcast. Thanks, so great to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you on. I was telling you before we got on the air here together that uh, I was on your website checking out, and you do have an awful lot of really cool stuff there. Um, I'd actually kind of like you to start out, though, with just telling people a little bit about your background, because this isn't anything new for you. You kind of grew up as a prepper, uh, I guess, and probably, like me, probably grew up in a family where you were a prepper, and that's just what you did. It's not what you called exactly. yourself. Exactly. Oh, I'd love to share my story. You know, um, my I was raised in a family. We had five kids. My parents were super preppers. They just, more so my mother, um, she was raised, um, you know, with, which she were she had to you know kind of put out she was not from this country and so she was raised on greens and really wholesome foods she didn't really know the American culture too well and and when she came here I think she was kind of shocked to see you know first of all all the waste that was going on and second of all how many preservatives and how many you know food, packaged foods that we eat and I think she from the from the time she was young she was raised to eat healthy food and she learned skills like gardening, dehydrating, using whole grains. And she, we were raised very, very healthy and um, I'm so grateful for that. You know, sometimes as a kid you don't appreciate it, but once you're older and you see the benefits, it really makes you think, wow, we need to perpetuate this. So, Real, real was, quick before you go on, where, where was she from? She was from Iran. She's from Persia originally. Yeah. Very cool. And so, yeah. Anyway, so she just came from a, a culture that they learned to eat that way anyway, lots of grains and, and vegetables and, and things like that. So um, anyway, that was kind of inborn. But as a child, I remember when I had friends come over to my home, and as a little kid, you're always, you know, wanting to play with all the dollhouses and all these things under the stairs. And, well, under the stairs at our house, we had buckets of wheat and we had tuna fish cans and all these things. And my friends would say, that's so dumb. Why do you have all these things? You know, you just don't. You, why, why are there buckets of wheat under your beds? And I thought that was kind of weird, too, but that's kind of how we grew up. Well, little did I know that we would really be um, compelled to use that um, sooner than later. You know, sometimes we think that our big emergency is going to be the earthquake or the flood. But in my case, my father was diagnosed with cancer, terminal cancer, when I was 11. And so it was, it was kind of a blow to my family, and, and more so because he was self-employed. And so he was, you know, he wasn't able to work for 18 months as he was going through treatment. And um, I remember vividly my mom just totally relying on what she had put away. Her food storage became key, and she continued to garden, and she continued to, you know, dehydrate and, and um feed us whole grains. We were fed very, very well. And the, the great thing about it is they never had to ask for a financial assistance because they had those things in place. They didn't live in debt. 
Um, they didn't have, you know, credit card payments. They were able to, they had a rainy day fund, which was able to last quite a while. And it was so nice to have that peace of mind. And as an 11-year-old, I just remember that it was a very calm time for our family. And um, it wasn't a stressful time as far as I could tell. And I think that little plant, that little seed was planted in my soul. And I thought to myself, wow, when I grow up, I want to be independent too. I want to be able to do for myself. I want to be able to eat healthy no matter what the economic um, situation is and just be able to take care of my family. So I kind of put that on the shelf, and as I grew older, I just continued watching my mom do, you know, all of her skills, and and always she had enough for the neighbors. She was always sharing bread and baked goods, and people came to her for for health advice. It was really great, and the wonderful thing is that my dad actually never went through a bit of radiation or chemotherapy. I think that's kind of a rare thing. They went to a natural, you know, some natural doctors and were able to figure it out. Today he's cancer-free. He's alive. He's doing well. And um, just a real great story about how wholesome food um, can really help save lives. That that was really the bottom line. And so I, I grew up a little bit, went to school. My, You know, I really went to study piano performance and pedagogy. That was my major. So I spent hours and hours in the practice room. But, it, you know, it felt unfulfilled to me. It felt like it was all about me. And in this, in my heart, as I started having children, I'm the mother of four boys, ages 19 to 9, and I thought to myself, as they were getting older, you know, I have got to bring these skills back because, you know, truly, I had not spent a lot of time with my mom in the kitchen. I just watched her do it all and kind of figured that through osmosis, probably I'd learn it. <laughs> but that wasn't so. And so when I was married, I only knew how to make spinach salad and spaghetti. I mean, that is all I could make. And truthfully, I thought, that is pathetic. <laughs> but I always wanted to do things from scratch. And I always thought, why not? It's really empowering. And so as I began to learn and develop those skills, there were other women around me who wanted to learn them as well. And it started very slowly, 20 years ago, as I started just having little neighborhood classes. And then it, it moved to church groups, and it moved to just communities. And it got so big, finally, that seven years ago, I began Simply Living Smart, and it has just ballooned from there. It started as this little online company where we wanted to just train people and bring them in and, and engage them through video training. And, you know, it's so different to give somebody a recipe on food storage. Sometimes that has a, a bad connotation. People think, oh, gosh, food storage. It's that dusty stuff that stays in the basement. My grandma uses it. Who wants to eat food storage? But I really wanted to change that approach and say, you know what? Food storage is really just a, a gift. It's, it's a storage. It's a, it's a grocery store in your own home, and it's really a security blanket. So we started doing these videos, and people really loved them. People love to be able to come into my kitchen, see how I make recipes, see how to make bread, and in a very friendly and non-threatening environment, they were able to learn how to do these skills, things like dehydrating and canning and pressure cooking and all kind, how to use their beans, how to use their grains, how to make it really accessible every day. And, you know, one of the things, Jack, that I really have appreciated is the, the feedback we get from people because now we've grown. We're really a global company. We are in every country you can imagine, in Africa, in, you know, um, Australia, New Zealand, Europe. We're everywhere in Asia. I mean, it's really unbelievable. And we get emails from people all around the world who just love the, the videos. And I think that's a universal thing. I think is is um, – citizens of communities, we all want to live more prepared. And there's a feeling of great comfort and empowerment when we can do for ourselves. One of the things that's really unique about Simply Living Smart is not only our video library, but, um, and it's 140 videos and growing every day. We have what are called now Smart Minutes. And they last, you know, they're just one minute long, little tiny bleeps on information that you would want to know, maybe about pearl barley. You know, what is pearl barley and how do you use it? Or, how would you healthy snacks, dieting tips, all kinds of things to help you to live a more healthy lifestyle. And so we also train you how to organize your food. You know, a lot of people just buy food storage and they stick it in their basement and they say, oh, you know, when the rainy day comes, I'll pull it out and it'll be old, but who cares, I'll have food storage. And you and I both know, we all know, that investing in food storage is not a cheap thing. I mean, it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars if we do it right and if we have enough for a year or two years. But the key is to know how to organize the food storage so that it's attainable and and accessible every single day. And this is one of the biggest things that we teach in Simply Living Smart is that you can access your food storage every day because we want to eat fresh food. We want to eat whole grains. 
want to eat beans and we want to sprout and do all of those things that are so healthy for our body so that they're used to those foods. And instead of keeping everything in the basement and never going down there to get it unless you have to, and then maybe having allergies because you don't know you're allergic to wheat, wouldn't it make more sense to bring some of that food every day uh, or, you know, just organize it so that every day you have access to it in your everyday pantry? And so, you know, as a professional organizer, I love to go into people's homes and organize their food and their food supply. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to be launching this before and after video, virtual video of a project that I just finished. It was just really incredible where you can see the mess and the piles that we began with. And after two days, it just ended up being this most beautiful, functional, in-store grocery store, in-home grocery store. It was lovely. And, the, you know, my people are in tears whenever they do it because they say, I had no idea, first of all, that I had so much food. And second of all, that I can use it every day. I can see it. It's not hidden in a box. It's not, you know, munched in a bag. And that's been really an empowering thing for people. And then through our videos, they can learn how to use those whole grains, those dehydrated foods and all that. So it's not so foreign to them should they have to rely on it. Well, very, very cool. Um, I, I want to kind of get on to our main topic here because you wanted to come on and talk about grains. And one of the things that you said is you should store grains other than wheat. Uh, and I think you kind of just touched on that a little bit. But what are some reasons for that, and what are some of the other grains you recommend people store? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, we are so used to hearing about wheat, store 3,000 pounds of wheat. And a lot of people feel intimidated that, by that, not only because – a lot of people don't have wheat grinders or a way to process it so they can make flour, but because they just think that it's just to make flour or just to make bread, and that's certainly not true. Wheat can be popped, cracked, flaked, rolled, cooked, sprouted. I mean, there are so many things you can do with wheat, but now the trend is that we're seeing so many people who are wheat intolerant, and why? Because our wheat, it continues to be hybridized. It continues to change. Our farmers continue to change it so, so that it's more user-friendly, I guess. But these develop allergies in people. So wouldn't you want to know ahead of time if you're wheat intolerant before you start storing thousands of pounds of wheat? There are so many other alternatives. And let me talk about a couple of those. Um, you know, kamut is the most virgin wheat. It comes from Egypt, and it has been around for thousands of years. And it is purely people who cannot eat wheat can, gen- can usually eat kamut or spelt. So that's an, another variety of a grain that is very, very um, high in nutrition and um, intolerant for people. And I'll just say, if you have been diagnosed with celiac disease or gluten intolerance, wheat intolerance, there's a video on our website that talks about how to sprout those grains and then dry them and grind them. And I promise you, well, I'm not going to promise I'm not a doctor, but from what I've seen, you can actually enjoy wheat or any of those other grains just by sprouting the, the grain first because what it does is it completely changes the chemical makeup of the grain so that it trumps your body into thinking you're eating a vegetable instead of um, a protein or um, it has kind of a protein hole or the shell. So by breaking that, you're releasing um, some of the gases and some of the things and you really get much more nutrition out of your bread. So that's really great. So let's talk about some of the other grains as well. Buckwheat. You know, buckwheat is a relative of the... Uh, rhubarb plant. Isn't that funny? I mean, I would never put the two together. It's a cousin of the rhubarb. And buckwheat is incredibly good, high fiber, soluble fiber, really good for your heart, very good for people with diabetes. Most of these grains are great for people with diabetes because it really helps to, um, you know, regulate your blood sugar levels so you don't have these huge spikes. And that's what we do get in processed flours. We also have things like amaranth. Amaranth is a great little grain. It's like tiny little millet. And what I do with my amber is I pop it, just like popcorn, only without the oil, just in a hot skillet. It turns into these white little flakes uh, or white little popped things, and I happen to make a really good honey candy with those, which is it's really delicious. And all these are on our website. We also talk about um, barley. Now, barley is a very healing grain. You'll see an article right on the front page of Simply Living Smart this week that talks about barley and what it can do for your body. You know, it's very easily digestible. That's why we see, you know, baby barley, very easy to digest, high in nutrition, high in fiber, and a great healing grain. So when you're ill, you have the flu, make your barley soup. You can even steep your barley so that you put your barley in water, kind of like tea, bring it to a boil, take the barley out, and you drink the liquid, and it helps to listen to this. I mean, it helps to cure sinus infections. Who would have thought? 
you know, things like this are really amazing. Then we have all kinds of rices, brown rice, sweet brown rice, wild rice. Um, really, if we can get away from the white processed foods in our diet, we're going to be doing our, our bodies such a favor. We have other grains um, like quinoa. I can't tell you how much I love quinoa, and, and it's getting more and more popular. Quinoa is a tiny little grain. It almost looks like millet as well, and it comes in three different colors. We have white, we have red, and we have black. Red happens to be my favorite. It's really nutty. I mean, you can steam it in 10 minutes. It goes really quickly. You can add it to pasta salads and soups. Um, we have oat growth. I mean, you're, you're talking about some cool stuff here because, I mean, personally, I really don't have wheat in my diet at all anymore of, of any kind, shape, or form. But when you get into things like quinoa and amaranth and millet, we call them grains, but we're actually more into the seed family of things. That they're things that are consumable in their raw state, and that's kind of what I what, where I'm at now. What I like what you're doing, though, is because I've come out of the the paleo closet, if you want to call it uh, that lately. I'm, Uh you know, kind of a Neanderthal at heart, and Mm -hmm. I eat mostly meats and fats. But I love what you're saying because what I've been trying to tell people when I talk about eating that way is that's my my choice. And and I love that you're now addressing how if you're going to eat grains, if you're going to choose that path, how to do it in a much healthier way because some of the modern grains, it's not just – it's not just the hybridization. It's what they're spraying on the dadgone stuff. Exactly. If you don't get organic grains, and that, that's a really good point, Jack. And, you know, another thing, too, is that we think that we have to just make flour with all these grains or, you know, cook them to death. It's just simply not true. We can sprout these grains and add them to all kinds of things. I mean, they have so much nutrition. In fact, many of these grains have more protein than wheat and more um, calcium than powdered milk. I mean, that's amazing. And people who are, you know, who are kind of just vegetarians, they say, oh, but where are they getting the protein? Well, it's right. There's a lot of protein in whole grains. And the thing that I want to also stress is that buy your whole grains whole, you know, as much as you can. A lot of people don't know about oat groats. And, you know, it's important to have in any grain, actually, it's very, very imperative that if you store grains, you store a good grain mill. And, you know, there's just as much as you can cook them and steam them and sprout them making flour is really an important part of using those grains. And the one I recommend is the Wonder Mill. I absolutely, hands down, it's the best on the market. You can see them on, on my website at simplymaysmart.com, or you can check out the Wonder Mill online. But incredible track record. They can grind everything from grains, all of your grains, and even beans. And if, if I can go into this really quick, Jack, I, I'd like to talk about Ezekiel next because this is also getting to be a more popular thing that people love to eat. It's the Ezekiel bread. Now, Jack, have you ever had Ezekiel bread? Yes, I have. Very, very good. Yes, it's good. Now, the only problem with Ezekiel bread is that when you buy it in the grocery store, what, it's in a frozen loaf, and you usually spend about $6 a loaf. And that's, you know, kind of a turnoff for people. So what I like to teach on my site at Simply Living Smart is how to make your own Ezekiel blend. Or we even have it ready for you to purchase if, you, if you're interested. But it's the most incredible high-protein bread. It has lentils, millet, barley, rye, uh, soybeans, and pinto beans, and wheat. And it's just the most incredible combination of grains. It actually comes from the Bible, so it must be good for you, right? And you grind it up. Just one cup of that will make four loaves of Ezekiel bread when you add your wheat on top of that. And it is high protein, it's delicious, it's moist, it's chewy, it's just lovely. And you can make it for less than a dollar a loaf at home. Isn't that amazing? So, and, and what I was getting at is that the Wonder Mill will grind all of those things for you. There are other mills on the market that are bigger, more expensive, and they will get jammed every time. So I would recommend if you have grains, absolutely invest in a grain mill. Or a hand mill is great if you're going to use it, you know, in an emergency or to, you know, flake your, your oats and things like that. But, if you're going to use it every day, it's definitely a great investment. So, you know, those are whole grains, whole beans. I mean, things that are just full of protein, full of goodness for your body. And we have all kinds of videos that show you how to use those in ways that maybe you've not never heard of before. For example, with the beans. I make bean flour with my great northern beans, and I use that as a soup thickener. Instead of making the roux with the butter and the white flour, I use the bean flour. You can put it in cookies or breads or all kinds of things. And another thing I want to talk about is, you know, I have this great friend, and maybe a lot of you have heard of him, Chef Brad Peterson from Arizona. 
and he is just the guru of grains, great guy, and he has come up with what's called the Wonder Flour, and his Wonder Flour is actually a, a substitute for white processed flour. So you take three grains. You're gonna do. You're gonna grind equal parts of oat groats, barley, and brown rice. So oat groats, barley, and brown rice. Put them in your grinder, and it will make a uh, you know whole grain flour that you can use in exchange for white flour. Now the only trick is this is purely for things that don't require yeast. So you're not going to want to use this to make bread because it doesn't have enough protein to have that elasticy, nice texture. You're going to want to use it in muffins and in cookies and in cakes and all kinds of things that you would normally use white flour for, but incredibly healthy for you. And it doesn't even have to be refrigerated, which is so nice. So I tell people, stop buying flour from the grocery store. Any, like wheat flour, cornmeal, none of that should be bought at the grocery store for the simple fact that it's full of preservatives because those do not belong on the shelf. They need to be refrigerated or frozen once they've been ground because they start to deteriorate. And the only reason they can sell it on the shelf at the grocery store is because they have preservatives, which is so sad. And if you're going to go to the length of trying to get whole wheat flour, for crying out loud, let's leave the preservatives out, right? And one of the great things about this Wonder Mill is you can make your own uh, cornmeal, the most fresh and delicious and bright cornmeal, um, all on your own. Just put your popcorn in your grinder and off you go. So it just works perfectly. Just and perfect. you have a lot of ways for people to incorporate food stores, specifically grains and legumes, into their everyday cooking, right? Absolutely. And, you know, our ebooks. one of the things that we're really known for at Simply Living Smart is our ebooks. Very inexpensive. And you can have recipes up the wazoo. You can have tips on how to use beans and all those things. I teach online classes every month. And we really teach you how to make sense of it so that you're not buying a whole new bean book to do just bean recipes that you've never done before. Because who wants to change the way they eat altogether? That's a hard transition. Instead, we look at the foods you're already eating and we say, look, you're already eating chocolate fudge. Perfect. Let's make it with black beans. Let's mash up these these beans take out all the garbage, and we'll make black bean fudge. Or you're making um, apple cake, apple spice cake for the holidays, perfect. Let's add pinto beans, and it'll be that much more nutritious. Let's take out, you know, all the oil and all that. So it's really a matter of looking at what you're already eating and saying, how can I incorporate healthier things in there? How can I be more sneaky? And once you do it a few times, it really... um, Oh, you'll just be amazed what you can sneak into food. I just taught a, a class called Deceptively Delicious where we took all kinds of vegetables and we pureed them just in a pressure cooker. It takes five minutes to do it. And then we make these purees and we can infuse them into everything. And, and for example, pureed carrots makes great hamburgers. You never even know they're in there. Pureed carrots, isn't that amazing? Lots of vitamin C, lots of carotene. We puree spinach and make chicken fingers out of them. You don't even see the spinach. But it's so get your kids to eat their vegetables by putting their vegetables into the foods that they're willing to eat and don't tell them they're in there. All of that is in there. I mean, how <laughs> many people put beet puree in their smoothies every morning? Do you know what beets can do? Oh, my goodness, beets. And right now that they're in season, wow. I mean, so much vitamin C. They clean the liver. They just get rid of toxins. It's the most wonderful vegetable, anything that's bright. And, you know, we know we really should be um, we should be eating a rainbow. We should really be reading, eating all of those bright foods, the yellows, the greens, the reds. And, you know, I tell you, if we're lazy about it, we're going we're gonna to see results later that we're not happy with. And one of the easiest ways to infuse these is to puree them, freeze them, and stick them in your smoothies. I mean, honestly, it's just the easiest thing in the world. So just clever things like that, and you'll learn all these tips if you visit our site. It's a really smart. Very cool. So you're bringing up stuff now. You're bringing up, like, beets. Now you're getting into my world, right? I love beets and uh, spinach and kale and broccoli, and I, I do a lot of gardening to grow that stuff. Are you guys gardeners? I am not a gardener. I do herbs, but I am spoiled, and I have this master gardener who lives next door. And so guess what? We switch. We swap vegetables for homemade bread. <laughs> it works out so well. Oh, it's wonderful. It's, I got my own farmer next door. I call him Mr. McGregor, and he starts in February, and he goes till November. It's amazing. And so I feel like I have big pickings. But I do love herbs, and that's a whole other section we talk about, too, and the benefit of eating fresh herbs and how to infuse those, how to make your own herb butters and, I mean, pesto stuff, all kinds of things. I mean, it just never ends. Well, but herbs are like an amazing superfood in and of themselves. I've, I've done whole shows where you just take the common herbs like 
dill, parsley, oregano, garlic, basil, sage, uh, chives, and you take just those seven herbs. And when you start looking, and anybody can grow that in one pot, you can grow that group of herbs on a back porch. You take, you take a look at the antiviral, the antibacterial, the antimicrobial, the anti-inflammatory properties of, of things that we don't think of as medicines, but to me those herbs are medicines. And if you do something like you're talking about, like make an herbed butter, it takes the ordinary and kind of makes it extraordinary. Exactly. And, you know, we honestly, as Americans, we spend way too much time in the grocery store. Let me just say, we spend way too much money on packaged foods. On, on things that are so artificial and so dead, I call them, there's no life in them. There's no fresh. And I think, why do we do that to ourselves? You know, it doesn't matter if it's 10 years from now or 30 years from now. When you suffer from all kinds of ailments and have to take all kinds of medicines, wouldn't you rather have spent a little bit more money and either made them yourself or, you know, consumed better, fresh food? One of the things that we really love to stress is making do with what you have and doing them yourself. How many people in this country eat Things like um, Bisquick. Do you know what is in Bisquick? I can't even tell you. I can't even I can't even pronounce half the words. But Bisquick is basically, you know, a pancake mix, but flour, baking powder, and sugar or something. You know, but if you can make it yourself using natural ingredients, hello. I mean, that's an earth-shattering thing for some people. What about rice buns? Rice-a-roni. Make your own rice-a-roni buns. We have a whole kit where you can make your own rice buns, flavored rice buns. We have chicken tarragon, Spanish kick, creamy herb dilly lemon, and add some real variety to your food, but with natural ingredients. And you can even do it with brown rice, which is nice, and save yourself a ton of money. Well, that's the big thing, right? Because you're talking about all this stuff, and I'm just thinking about it in my head, going, anything like this that I make for myself, it Mm -hmm. takes a little tiny bit more work, but it costs a heck of a lot less money. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine if you made all your breakfast cereals? Can you imagine? I mean, the money you save making your own granola, your own granola bars. And, you know, it's not like you're in the kitchen all day long, 24 hours a day. You designate a day of the week or of the month, and you say, okay, I'm going to make enough for two or three weeks. But I tell you, the way that you're going to feel once you eat your own homegrown food with fetal preservatives, your kids will be calmer, you'll feel better, you'll be saving money, it will excite you. You'll, you'll feel so empowered because you can say, you know what, okay, should the grocery store shut down, should the trucks cease to come in a big snowstorm, I am okay because I can provide for myself. This is what we want to put across to people is that you are in control. And you can learn all of these things in a pleasant way where it's not in an emergency situation where you're stressed already, and that's key. We've got to do these things when life is calmer. (laughs) I don't think life is ever calm, but in a state of non-emergency, it would be a good idea to learn how to use these things. And, you know, take it slow. Take it at your own pace. You know, focus on beans one month. Focus on grains another month. We don't have to be so freaked out about what's going to come tomorrow or what's going to come down the pipe, you know, with the government that we go into this frenzy and all of a sudden just go buy food to store away. I call it that. That's my store and ignore policy. I say people buy a lot of food. They stick it in their basement. I'm done. Good. I'll eat those freeze-dried meals. Oh, man, do you want to survive on freeze-dried meals for a month? I don't. I want to learn how to use what I have to make fresh food. And it's totally possible. Totally possible. And you know, and you're probably a fan of this, is, uh, is sprouting. I think sprouting is just this other idea that... We well, yeah, sprouting to me takes a lot of things I normally wouldn't eat and makes them into something I will eat because I've changed the, the composition. Exactly. I'll, eat, eat, I'll eat sprouted wheat, uh, grass, uh-huh. right? Even though yes. I don't generally eat ground wheat or cracked wheat right. or what have you. And it's totally different than wheat. Why? Because once you sprout a grain, the, the vitamins and the minerals are enhanced 300 to 500%. 300 to 500%. That's huge. They've done studies on wheatgrass that show that it's like getting a natural blood transfusion. It oxygenates the blood, and the, the chemical makeup of the wheatgrass juice is the closest to human hemoglobin as anything on the planet. Is that amazing to you? That's amazing to me. Yeah, it is. You know, I actually didn't know that. That, that's pretty amazing. Well, now you do. <laughs> cool. Now you do. It's amazing. And, you know, other things about sprouting is sprouts can last a good 25 years if they're, you know, in diamagnaceous earth, if you've got them stored properly in cool, dry conditions. And I would recommend that everybody have a 50-pound bucket of what's called ProVita. I don't know if you're familiar with ProVita. I'm not. ProVita is incredible. It's been engineered 
the combination of these different grains and seeds has been engineered to be the perfect natural multivitamin for your body. So should you have no fruits, no vegetables, no freshness at all, you can take this ProVita. It sprouts in two days. You eat it like sweet peas. It tastes just like sweet peas from the garden. And you will get those minerals and enzymes that you will not get anywhere else. It's a gift. I mean, that's another, like, gift in a bucket, right? And it takes so very little to get sprouts from ProVita. I mean, an entire bucket would feed a family for a year. It's amazing. Yeah, um, I actually had never heard of that before, so I was actually pulling it up. That's why we had a little bit of a, a little yeah. bit of a delay there. It seems like a very cool product. Very cool, and it has you know things like fenugreek and um, triticale and wheat and rye and I think soybeans and I mean, it's just this amazing, amazing concoction, and it's fairly inexpensive. I mean, for a year supply, that's a fifty-pound bucket. It's like a hundred and I don't know, one hundred twenty-four, one hundred forty dollars, something like that. Hello. I mean, that's, you know, three dinners out, maybe. <laughs> and what an investment that would be to your food source supply. It's incredible. And sometimes we think, oh, I'll just buy a bunch of multivitamins. I am telling you, multivitamins don't cut it. Multivitamins are so commercial and so processed that your body can't assimilate them. Do you know that the food that is the easiest, easiest, more, let's see, how am I going to put this in English right? The most easily assimilated by the human body is sprouts. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that gives us... Well, I mean, I definitely am a person that believes that most vitamins, when you buy them, you're buying expensive urine. I, I really do. I don't believe that most... Yeah. Even even all natural, and this is absorbable, and there's... It, it, the, the problem generally is, no matter what form this this tablet or pill is in, that certain vitamins, nutrients, and minerals need to be in the presence of other things and food and fiber to be absorbed by the body. So unless you're planning what you eat very carefully alongside of the vitamin pill that you're taking, uh, it, it generally ends up passing through the body. Now, I don't care what absorbability rating or whatever it has. or you're right. It, it doesn't right. have fillers. So if I'm going to plan what I'm going to eat to the point where it will absorb the vitamin, I don't need the vitamin anymore. Now I just need the food. Uh, and there are right. a few supplements that I'm a fan of for, from very specific things in very specific times. But in general, I think the majority of your vitamins, minerals, nutrients need to come out of the food that we're eating. But then we have to eat good quality food because the, 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 the crud that they're growing uh, in commercial farms today has maybe, maybe 2% of the nutritive value that that same food had 100 years ago. Isn't that sad? It is. I mean, it's just really sad. It's an atrocity, but, but it is. That's right. And I just think that's why we have to educate ourselves about what we can do personally to up the nutrition because, you know, it'll go generations and generations. We will, it, it, we, it's degenerating. I see such sad patterns in families where they eat out all day long. They don't even have food, food in their, in their pantry and their fish to, feed their family because the restaurants are so accessible. I mean, that is such a sad day. And what are we teaching our children? That it's okay to just eat out all the time. It's okay to just take fast food. And, and we are really not nurturing that concept of do for yourself, be self-reliant. You know, I love your mission statement. Everything you do to prepare for disasters and emergencies tomorrow should improve your life today even if nothing goes wrong. I love that. Because it becomes such a part of our everyday life, it becomes, our, our, um, becomes, becomes a habit. And they always say, you know, do something for 21 days and it's stuck with you. It is a habit. Well, why couldn't we apply this? And I, I get so excited when I see people who have the passion um, that you do, that I do, because I just think we know, you know, we have seen it. We've been around the block and we've seen people who are really struggling with this. And there are resources out there that can help you overcome that and overcome the fear. And we don't have to go with every whim. We take what makes sense to us. We try it. If we feel good, if it makes sense, then we teach somebody else. And that's the whole concept. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I tell people all the time, I'll tell you what I do. I'll tell you what works for me. I'll give you all kinds of information, including I'll tell you how to do things that I personally don't want to do because you might. And then you take that and you assemble that like your own assembly kit and you build your plan your way. Because I've seen too many people, and not just in this industry, but in every industry, come out as the expert or the guru and say, here's my 12-step plan or my seven steps or do these things in this order, this way. And the reality is people like to read books like that. They like to intellectualize that stuff. They like to take some wisdom from that stuff. But they don't, they don't act on it. They don't do 
anything right. out of those times. And, you know, it's the one very programmable person might. But even that person, eventually, they fall off of it because it's not theirs. They don't own it. They don't have a vested stake right. in it. It's like being, right. when you follow somebody's plan, it's like being an employee. When you build your own, it's like owning your business. Well, it's your life, so you should own it. Right, exactly. And that's, that's very true. We've got to take control. And again, it's not, um, some people can get so, um, I don't know, in your face about what they think and what you should do. And, and I think that if we approach it as, you know what, these are choices you need to make. Is your well-being, is your health worth it down the road? Is it worth it now? Could you be less stressed out if you ate better, if you had better nutrition? And if you address their fears in a way to say, you know what, we have solutions for that, instead of this is what you're doing wrong and I'm going to teach you what to do right, you know, we want to make it so that it's very interactive, that they can ask questions and they can, you know, they can learn little by little by little and really feel success. I love on our website, says Living Smart, because when we teach online classes, we have interaction, uh, virtual interaction, so they can talk to me while I'm doing the class, they can ask questions, and people feel so validated when they can express what's not working for them, and maybe come up with a solution. They love it because they feel like they have somebody, a coach, um, to help them through it. And I think this is what we're all about. And these radio networks, I love it because everybody brings their own expertise, their own energy, and we really have such a selection. We have such an, a vast array of, of knowledge out there, and you are absolutely right on when you say you have to take what works for you because you're not going to accept everything. Not everything is going to make sense for you. But if you can feel the difference in the way you live making these changes, it's going to make all the difference for you and your family. Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, like I'm a gardener, you're not. But you got a gardener next door to you. I mean, it probably doesn't even make sense for you to hurt your back. <laughs> you know, oh, I've been down that road. <laughs> right? I have been down that road. <laughs> some people, some people like the garden. Some people don't. Some people like the homesteading aspect of things. Some people don't. Some people are into the tactical security level of stuff, and and some people are, aren't. And I'm completely with you on enjoying watching these different radio networks and different podcasters come up. When I started doing this about four years ago, there wasn't anybody else. There was nobody. And, wow. and now to see all of these different groups with different attitudes and different different micro niches and things like that come up, it, it, it's really very validating. Because when I started this, I didn't know if anybody would listen. I mean, I was some I was some right. Yahoo, you know, screaming at yeah. people in a recorder in my car. And today there's right. like a whole. It's not even a community. It's multiple communities that are mm-hmm. each part of a larger total community. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what's so amazing. And, and, and people want to share. You know, it's not, it's not I know and I don't want to, you know. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so global now. You can find information everywhere, and I love it. And I love to be able to, you know, interact with people on a regular basis, just like you do. I mean, once a week. I guess your radio show is probably once a week. But I no, think mine's daily. People, I do. I do oh, yours is daily? Every single day. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Wow. Well, that's, that's a lot of busy, and that's, that's a lot of investment in time and energy, but... It'll be episode 780, I believe. Wow. That's <laughs> incredible. Well, I guess I just have to have you on my radio show. <laughs> I'll, I'll anytime. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about cooking, though, because some of the stuff that you brought up, you brought up amaranth and, and quinoa, and you mentioned uh, popping amaranth. I've been talking about doing that for a long time. Um, but what about quinoa and, uh, like, millet? Are you doing anything with those, and what specifically are you doing yeah. with them? Yeah, okay, so millet is a very, very mild grain, too. That's something that they feed babies, just really easy. It can be um, either added into rice. If you're cooking rice, just put some millet in. Or you can also um, you can also just steam it, and it's great just as a side dish. I love to add curry to my to my millet. You know, a lot of it, a lot of taste things have to do with spices and herbs you add. It really does. Something can seem so blah, and then you add special spices and herbs, and it just changes it all together. I love... Um, uh, what do we do? Couscous. I love couscous. We do it all the time. There's whole wheat couscous. And that's just kind of a cross, I guess, between a grain and a pasta. I'm not sure what it is. But it's so delicious. And you can make those in salads. You know, I, you asked about quinoa. Quinoa is um, one of those super grains. I mean, it has so much nutrition in it. And when you cook it ahead of time, let's just say that you take a, a morning once a week and you cook up, you know, some quinoa, some brown rice, um, maybe some wheat, and you have those sitting in your fridge already, that way when you're making salads or you're making any kind of entrees or whatever, you always have those on hand and you say, okay, I'm just going to add those to it. For example, 
if I make a salad for lunch, I'll always have either brown rice on top or some quinoa. And the nutrition and the, the fullness I feel um, from that kind of fiber and that kind of bump, it's almost like having meat with your lunch. It really fills you up, and it really helps to regulate those blood sugar spikes. So this is something you have to think a little bit ahead of time, and it takes a little bit of pre-planning, but if you have a variety of beans, a variety of grains already done in your fridge, maybe a cup or two is all, no more than that, then you can sprinkle them into things during the week, and it's so much easier than saying, oh, dear, I want beans for dinner, but I'm going to have to soak them overnight. Oh, just forget it, you know? (laughs) And I'll tell you, for those of you out there who are saying, oh, beans take too long, grains take too long, I have to watch them, and they boil over, I'm going to put a plug in for the digital pressure cooker. This is one thing that I definitely recommend. It's just like a grinder or a bread machine that people have in their kitchen because not only does it capture the nutrition and and keep that nutrition in your grains and your vegetables, um, but it also, it, it just locks it in. It cooks it quicker and at a high pressure, and you are done. For example, I can take dry beans. I take dry beans out of a bucket that have not even been soaked. I can stick them in a pressure cooker. In 24 minutes, they're done. I don't have to watch it. It turns on by itself. It turns off by itself. Perfectly done every time. And so if I have, you know, let's say a few grains and a few beans that I want to cook for the week, I just put one after another after another. Take it out, store it. Take it out, do another one. And in probably 40 minutes to an hour, I've got my whole week's worth of beans and grains ready to go. I love it. Just love it. Great way to do vegetables as well because you're not killing them by, you know, boiling them for hours and hours. You just steam them for a minute and a half or two, and they're finished. And you get that bright color and you get that vibrant, you know, nutrition, and you just feel better when you cook your food better. That's a lot to A lot of people don't think about that. They say, well, I'll just put my beans in my pressure cooker for 10 hours or I'll just cook my meat for 10 I mean, oh, my goodness. I mean, or in my pressure, in my slow cooker. Slow cookers are just, I don't know. I guess they have their place maybe for meat that takes a long time, but. That, that's what they're good for. That's pretty much, I, when I slow cook something, it's usually like a chuck roast or something like that. Right. But I, no, I, but I, do, I, I do not slow cook vegetables. If I'm going to put vegetables into something that I'm slow cooking, then what I'll do is I'll slow cook the meat until the meat is, is really pretty much done. And then, yeah. like, I'm big on things like sweet potatoes. I like colored vegetables. So sweet mm-hmm. potatoes, maybe sweet mm-hmm. potatoes, parsnips, carrot. Yeah. That's going to go in there with it. So then I'll put those in, and they'll only need, you know, maybe 30 minutes locked in that steam with all that meat juice, and then they're soft, and they're done. I, I can't stand when somebody, I see somebody put vegetables on a plate, like green beans. Let's see. Green yeah. beans are supposed to be green. The, the, That's right, not brown and limpy. Right, <laughs> not supposed to be that grayish, greenish, yeah. weird, oh. whatever you, color. You get out of a can from the store, yeah. Yeah, if, if you're awful. stuck eating a canned bean, I understand. But if you had a fresh bean and then you've turned it into that, you've done something, you've sinned against food. I mean, that's the point that I put it. You've offended food. I know. I agree. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) That's great. There's just so much. There's just so, there's so many little things we can do to change the way we eat that if we just apply them, if we just learn those things, you know, and if we really just said, okay, done with processed food, done with canned food, why does all of our food storage have to be canned food? I mean, it's just, it's sad. It just doesn't have to be, but I think people are maybe raised eating that way, and it's a whole other mindset. They really have to kind of see a bigger and broader and more beautiful view. What are your thoughts on dehydrating for vegetables? I do an awful lot with that. Oh, I love dehydrating. You know, that's one thing that is a great preserver. Unfortunately, you know, it doesn't last forever. I mean, it lasts up to a year, really, if you do your own. Um, so there are a lot of dehydrated and freeze-dried vegetables that I'll buy myself because they're cheaper and they're they're good and they last a long time, but... I do love to dehydrate my own apples and bananas and apricots, and I love to do my own fruit leather. There's a whole section on our website about dehydrating and, and the dehydrators we recommend and all kinds of stuff. We get a lot longer than a year out of the stuff we do ourselves. What, we, what we're do actually you? doing, we take, um, we buy, I buy these uh, paint cans from a company called the Carry Company, and okay. they, they make a phenolically lined USDA food grade rated can, and they're kind of expensive, but they're forever. I mean, you use one, you mm-hmm. you wash it out, use it again, and into there I'll put whatever dehydrated vegetable I'm putting in, and I'll label it, and then I'll add uh, an O2 absorber, and I'll seal that. I mean, this is a paint can. You see, smack, it's sealed, 
And, you know, we've had stuff three years. I've had dehydrated peppers three years old. You rehydrate them. Oh, wow. You would not uh-huh. know that they weren't done yesterday. What I love about cooking with that stuff is if you take, let's say, some dehydrated onion, dehydrated garlic, dehydrated carrot, celery, and peppers, and you put that in and you rehydrate it, and then you cook with that, just the, the water alone that you've rehydrated that in brings a flavor uh-huh. level to your cooking that's, it's almost more intense flavor than you get from fresh vegetables, at least uh-huh. that component of it, that, that, that broth, I guess you would call it. Well, sure. And, you know, it's so nice because you can add it to all kinds of foods that you're doing anyway. It's so easy to add dehydrated peppers and dehydrated onions. And, and you're right. They do taste great. And they're quick to to, um, to reconstitute. And if you're doing soups, you don't even have to reconstitute them. You just stick them in. And I just think it's, it's all kinds of smart. I mean, I use dehydrated red and green peppers that have been reconstituted, and I put them in pasta salads. You would never know. I mean, they're not as crispy, but they taste just as great. I put them in my rice blends. I mean, there's just so much you yeah, can do. They have their place. Like, you know, pasta, like you're saying, pasta or rice blend, or I do a lot of things where I'm stir-frying meat with them and all, and they're good like that. Yeah. You, you can't rehydrate it and throw it into a salad, like a regular green salad. It's It doesn't... It's no longer that type of thing. That's right. what your fresh pepper is for. But but for cooking, they work beautifully. We do apples, and and they're great. I mean, you know, they're just you you can eat a dehydrated apple like a chip. I do zucchini. Oh, so good. Uh-huh. I take zucchini and I'll, I'll I'll cut that up and I dehydrate yeah. that. And what I'll do is I'll sprinkle like Italian herbs on it before I dehydrate. I'll dehydrate until yeah. it's crisp. And they're like chips. You eat, so you can, and you can eat a hundred of them and you've done nothing to harm yourself, you know? Right. And it's, it's, you're right. And you know, one of the things, um, I've started doing is kale chips. So I'll take kale and I'll just put it on a, um, a platter and you can either dehydrate it or put it in your oven for like four minutes with a little drizzle of olive oil and lemon pepper. Oh my goodness. They are the yummiest thing. They taste like a potato chip. You, you know, I've been hearing about those a lot lately and I haven't tried that yet. I grow a lot oh, of kale, so I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. I mean, kale and what? I mean, you probably put kale in your smoothies and kale is such an underrated vegetable. <laughs> it does so much. I mean, it's just one of those leafy greens that is just so good. Yeah. So, but the kale chips are great, and I love to do tomato chips. I do lemon pepper on those too, and zucchini chips, and and they're really good. I even dehydrate yogurt, and I make yogurt chips. And those yogurt are, chips, like, huh. isn't that amazing? Yeah, they're I'll like fruit leather bites. Yeah, you'll have to try it. I'll have good. To try it. I can't, I can't yeah. judge it till I try it. Doesn't sound <laughs> good to me, but it might be. It's like, oh, it's good, but you have to use flavored yogurt. Unfortunately, you know, you can't use homemade yogurt to do that. You have to use flavored yogurt, but it's like a little piece of. Fruit leather. It's kind of like a chewy, creamy creamsicle, but it's um, you know, like this kind of chewy chip. <laughs> this is your homework for the week. I'll have to. I'll have to try it. So again, how many videos do you guys have on your site? We have now 146 and growing every day. We release two new ones every week, um, and so it's just you. You could be on there for days and days and days and days. And the nice thing is, you can comment on them, and we're also on Facebook. So give us your comments and give us your feedback and. We always encourage people, if there's a topic that they're wondering about or curious about some kind of tip or something, shoot it to us, and we will make a smart minute for you. So we just, it's all about people, get, you know, getting people engaged, being a community of prepared people, and just enjoying what we're learning. That's what it's all about. Awesome, awesome. And, uh, again, your website is simplylivingsmart.com, and you've, uh, you actually, did you launch that site, or have you just been doing this since 2005 overall? I launched the site in 2005, and it's been going on now for almost seven years. And um, I want to tell your listeners, go to the website, simplylivingsmart.com. We've got a free ebook that we'd love to share with you. It's a month worth, six menus a day of really healthy food. It has all the recipes, things to help you just have more energy, feel better, get into your food storage. We teach you how to make yogurt and bread and granola and all kinds of yummy foods. And we also, if you want to sign up for our free newsletter that comes out, you're welcome to to sign up for that, and um, we give you even a recipe guide for this. It's called Whole Health Gourmet. That's the ebook, and we'd love for you to download it. Visit us on Facebook, like us, and share us with your friends. We'd love to know what you're what you're doing and what interests you, and we're here for you. And in today's show notes, I'll make sure I include a link to Anitra's website, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whole nine yards, just like I always do. And I definitely recommend you guys uh, hook up with her. She seems like she has an awful lot to teach you. And you have your own radio show now. Want to tell folks about that real quick before we wrap up? Yeah, I have a radio show every Saturday, 5 o'clock Eastern on the Preparedness Radio Network. 
as a guest, as a, a member of the website, you'll get our email telling you what topics we're going to cover, all about preparedness, emergency preparedness, um, not as much emergency, but more food storage related, healthy eating, um, just things like that. We're, I talk about my books that I've written. I'm a published author. And we just, we just have great topics. I've got it all planned out for 52 weeks. So we're thrilled to be able to share information with you and link up to videos that we have. And so join us. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Well, great. We really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, it's always nice to meet someone that's uh, doing the same stuff, but doing it with their own flair a little bit differently. And uh, I think one of the reasons that, that people like you and I do this is because it is in our roots. Um, you mentioned uh, having a, a, a mother that came to this country. In my case, it was a couple grandparents who came over from the Ukraine. Uh, that, wow. And I think that that old world um, mentality of it's not always just going to be the way you see it now is something yeah. that we're losing here in this country. And while I come from immigrant parents, I'm very proud to be an American. And I'm, I'm hoping that you and I and others like us can continue to bring that back because it's really the American roots as well. That's That's how this country was built. We've just, in our success, forgotten our history, I think. You're right, and I think there's such there's so much to be learned from different cultures, and and I think um, you know if we can come together and, and really kind of in a cohesive environment where people just say you know what that really makes sense, and why are we feeling so good, and why do we have to not go to the doctor, and why don't we have these issues? Well, it's, a lot of it is nutrition, and a lot of it is just empowering yourself with the knowledge, with the skills. Anyone can do it. We we just can, but we need to be more reliant on what's around us instead of what's on the grocery store shelf. That's really the bottom line. Absolutely wise words. Again, the folks, the website is simplylivingsmart.com and uh, over 140 videos on cooking with food storage and other cool self-sufficiency topics. Check it out. Uh, Anitra, thank you for joining us today on the show. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. And I'll just put in a plug that we have actually been rated number one on Google for the last three years for online video training on food storage. So it comes from all of our fans and our audience to get lots of tips, and it's really great. So join us. Again, it's Cindy Track with Simply Living Smart. Thanks, Zach, for having me on your show. Great. Enjoyed having you here, folks. Uh, make sure you check out the website. And with that, this has been Jack Spirigo today along with Anitra Kerr, helping you figure out how to live that better life if times get tough or even if they don't. There's nothing I can do It's the price we pay, I guess We follow all the rules There's a better way to do this Let me show you a better way
revolution 